Welcome to Beyond Standards, your source for authentic discussions about the world of teaching. Get ready to explore challenges, share inspiring stories, and discover strategies that will empower you to make a lasting impact on your students. Here are your hosts, who are trying to master the fine art of maintaining their sanity while managing a classroom, Joe Rohrhoff and Jeff Bologna. What's up, teachers? Welcome to episode 12 of the Beyond Standards podcast, where we dive into the unfiltered reality of the life of a teacher and hopefully offer you some tips to get uh, get through your day. And I am joined, as always, by my fellow teacher, my co-host, Jeff Bologna. Jeff, well, I'm going to start with a little shout out for you today. Oh boy. Uh, I can't wait. I, God only knows where this is going to go, Joe. Yeah, no, it's a compliment, man. Uh, you know, I never have anything but the nicest things to say about you. Uh, right. I was happy today because, you know, we've talked a couple times on the show how, how Jeff has taught eighth grade for the longest time and today's teaching sixth grade. And he has been so nice to his sixth graders this entire <laughs> school year. And I, I think they finally got to him. I think they finally got to him this week before Christmas because he finally he finally lost it on him today. It was it was amazing to see. And uh, you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta keep those kids in line. That's part of classroom management. You you try to give them some freedom, but then you gotta rein them back in. So Mr. Bologna definitely reined them back in today. Uh, so Jeff, I appreciate you letting those sixth graders yeah. have it today. Wow, thanks, Joe. I don't I don't know if that's a uh... That's a compliment to me or to the sixth graders who it took them <laughs> two and a half months to, to put me over the edge. No, it's just one of those things. You, you know, you, you take a breath and there's 15 other side conversations going on with these sixth graders right now. And our eighth graders are doing the same thing. I'm like, my gosh, guys, I, I just had to take a sip of water. Come on. Yeah. But, you know, I, I lost I'm, I lost I'm, it once this week, too. So you did. You know, Joe, you know, I, I peeked around the corner and could hear. And afterwards, I was like, are you teaching or are you yelling? Because that was loud. <laughs> um, and I had my door closed. But, you know, it, it's that crazy time of year where the, the kids are ready to go on break. Um, you know, I me being a sixth grade teacher this year, I was um, anticipating the windfall of um, the gifts and the, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the target gift cards and, um, you know, the, the coffee cups full of things that, uh, you know, I had a great one today. A kid comes up, he says, my dad told me to give you this. And I was like, Oh, thanks. Merry Christmas to you too. Right. Tell your dad. I said, thank you. So I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the windfall. We only have two days, Joe. Uh, I'm starting to get a little nervous. Like where's all um, of my Starbucks gift cards. I know all Joe? those sixth graders are are out shopping trying to find that perfect <laughs> gift for Mr. Bologna right now. Oh, I had gosh. I had that same student today. This was after after he came and talked to you. He said literally the exact same thing. He said, "My dad said I should give you this." But he gave me a gift card and and uh, I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful and and what I'm about to say is going to make me sound extremely ungrateful. So I want to preface this by saying I'm not. I am extremely grateful. We teach <laughs> in an awesome district. Uh, where we have, I know there's teachers out there that, that probably don't get a single, um, you know, gift from families. And we have a very supportive community that does awesome things for our teachers. And, and we are blessed with, with lots of gifts. But, uh, if but. you are a parent listening, I know we get a lot of parents listening to this podcast. If you are looking for something to purchase for your child's teacher or their coach or, you know, someone in their life, um, if you don't know them that well. Like the coffee mug, uh, as much as I, again, I'm grateful for everything that I get, but teachers already have a lot of them. 
maybe if it's a first, we're talking to a first year teacher today, maybe he could use some coffee mugs. Uh, but the, the veteran teachers have, they have that army of coffee mugs built up. Again, I apologize. I'm, I'm grateful and I'm very appreciative. And, and also in all sincerity, um, to maybe say, save myself from sounding ungrateful, there is not. No, no you do. You gift. sound ungrateful. I know. And I'm trying to save myself <laughs> right now. Uh, but there is not a better gift than a note from a student that is like meaningfully written. That is, if you want to really make a teacher feel special, that is probably the best thing you can do. Because I have, uh, you know, you, I get a couple every year and I, I try to save them because th- those are the things that kind of lift me up at times when, when I'm frustrated with everything going on. So that is the absolute best gift. You know, Joe, that reminded me of our last episode when we talked about teacher burnout. And we've, you know, I don't want to hark on it anymore because we do have a first year teacher here with us here. Um, But that's something that kind of gets me through sometimes, too. I have a drawer in my filing cabinet that has all the letters back to when I back 15, 16 years ago to when I taught at Northville High School. I still have letters that, you know, kids left me when I when I taught at the high school level and things like that. So, yeah, Joe, that's absolutely those things are what's um, what's important. But let's move on because I'm I am like super excited for you to introduce our guest today because um, last time I saw him he was an eighth grader sitting in my class reading uh, reading a book about the outsiders or something like that. Yeah, let's let, let's do it. And and for our listeners out there, as we said, we've got a first year teacher, and I know that there's there's people listening that are maybe you know still in college preparing to become a teacher. And I, I know they'll pick up so much from our guests today, but also all the veteran teachers out there. I think that it'll be interesting to kind of listen and reflect on uh, Tyler's experiences in school versus the reality of it. And I think we'll all get a little bit of nostalgia today, thinking back to our first year of teaching. I know did, I did it kind of preparing for this. I thought a lot about my first year of teaching and um, hopefully the teachers out there can uh, get some some nostalgia back from their first year. Uh, so without further ado, I would love to introduce Tyler Troyer to the show. Tyler, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, well, uh, thank you guys for having me. This is awesome. Feel I don't, do I call you guys about your first names or last names? I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> yes, <what. laughs> I will. Uh, you know, give you a quick intro and I'll let you fill in the gaps. But Tyler was a student of both Jeff and mine uh, about ten years ago. And he is now in his first year teaching at uh, a neighboring high school. Um, but yes, I know we've talked how hard it is to t- talk to your former teachers by their first name. But yeah, it's Joe and Jeff now, Tyler. It's Joe and Jeff. <laughs> or just co- coach and uh, coach would be fine for, for Mr. Rohrhoff, right? Because yeah, he was that, your yep. coach too. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that would work too. That's what I always would go with. Tyler, why don't you fill in some gaps there? Give us a little bit about it, your background, uh, what grade you're teaching, all that stuff, and maybe what uh, what inspired you to become a teacher. Sure. Recently graduated uh, college from U of M Dearborn this past spring. I uh, spent five years there, majored in uh, secondary education and social studies, and I also added some minors in psychology and math, um, and I'm certified to teach all three. So that's pretty cool. Played baseball there as well. Um, very into coaching. Been coaching football the past couple of years. Just uh, into coaching baseball now since I'm done playing. So, really, I was kind of inspired to become a teacher right in eighth grade. Honestly, like I kind of it's weird. It's yeah, it's it's weird. Let's go. I kind of knew know, right um, so early on uh, that I wanted to be a teacher. But I knew when I was done with my playing days, I'd want to coach. And I mean, coaching is is teaching. And I knew 
I love to be in the classroom. I always wanted to learn and kind of give back to the community in a way because I had so many great teachers growing up. You always feel good when you make someone the absolute best version of themselves. So I figured I'd be very effective in the classroom um, or the field teaching whatever I'm doing. So I, I knew from pretty early on that I wanted to be a teacher. And so that was pretty easy going through high school knowing that's what I wanted to do. Tyler, if you don't mind, I'm going to add, listening to you talk um, is exactly the same reason I became a teacher and decided 22 years ago to go into this profession because I started coaching and I just watching kids succeed in the athletic endeavors, right? At that time I was coaching high school wrestling. And so watching a kid walk off that wrestling mat and smile and knowing, man, I impacted that kid's life is what drove me to do this. And here, you know, here we are. And I know Joe, you do a lot of coaching. So Tyler, I, I commend you for, for, you know, for, for doing that and, and realizing that that's awesome. What, what uh, grade level are you teaching in subjects? Yeah, I guess I should say that too. Um, so this is my first year. I'm at uh, Novi uh, High School, which was awesome. Um, it's a little different because I graduated from Northville. So it's like, it's like man, they're rivals for so long. So it's a little different. Yep. But I'm doing uh, world history and psychology. Um, so typically it's mainly 11th, some 12th, some 10th graders sprinkled in. So yeah, it's been good so far. So it's been two really good classes I've had. That's great. You know what, Tyler, let's, let's jump right into it. Let's talk about your expectations and, you know, what are some things that you felt ready for, you know, going into your first year teaching and, you know, how were your expectations of becoming a teacher aligned with like the reality of where we are now? You know, you're coming to your first kind of big break in your first year. You know, did you feel prepared? Was there things you didn't feel prepared? Stuff like that. Yeah, I'd say my expectations aligned pretty well with my kind of vision of what to expect. I knew going in, um, it was going to be pretty busy with kind of creating the lessons and really kind of getting um, used to the swing of things. But as time's gone on, right, it's gotten a lot easier because it's stuff that prepared me in college for sure. The thing that I think also that I was ready for from an enthusiasm standpoint, I think most kind of first year teachers can, they're excited to get in the classroom. Um, And they, like I said, I've brought energy every single day like it's something I'm, I've just been super pumped and finally waiting to kind of get your own classroom because um, that was a different thing too with going through college right you have all these practicums and then your student teaching and it's like it's not really your classroom so I, I always felt kind of a little awkward doing stuff there and now it's like your it's your deal you have you set the expectations you kind of set the standards that's always been cool and that's something I've looked forward to and one thing I guess I wasn't prepared for it. it. It feels bad to say, but just like answering questions, like some certain questions, <laughs> like, and as, cause you know, like some kids are just super passionate. Like I, I have a ton of kids in world history that are just like history nuts that like, just that's, they live it. And so, yep. you know, when they ask a great question, I'm like, you know, I, I honestly could not tell you, but I'll get back right. to you on that. And so that's yep. like the biggest thing. And I mean, college can't prepare you for that, you know, just because they ask so many great questions. And that's something that's kind of taken me aback a little bit. Um, But I know with time, it'll get a little better. Um, And yeah, I've, I've, I've experienced that same thing. And, uh, you know, when I taught at the high school, world history is a tough one because world history is so broad and you're going to run into a kid that knows everything about Rome, like everything about ancient Rome. That that's the answer. It's, I don't know. Like I can look it up. I can get you the answer, but I don't know right now. There's still questions my kids ask me today and I'd still, I don't know. Yeah. I'll I'll get you an answer. Let me, I'll get right back to you, you know, tomorrow. Let me, you know, you know, and you're obviously nervous in your first year and you want to be perfect and everything. And then you get kind of caught off guard and you're like, I I wish I could answer this question for you, but I just, I don't know right now. 
Um, and I think another thing that it was hard to really kind of prepare for that I, I don't know if I was necessarily was timing of everything. Because um, obviously with being new, you're not used to how long the classes run for. And like for me personally, um, Northfield was block scheduling. Novi is every single day. So for me, that was different kind of figuring out, okay, how do I pace these things? Because class is a different set of time every day. I don't know how long I'm going to take on some things. Um, so yep. that was something for sure that I'm still kind of actively working on because it's like kids are like, oh, I'm not going to be here next week. What are we, what are we doing? And I'm like, it's uh, <laughs> a great question. I don't know really yet. Um, I hardly know what I'm doing tomorrow, let alone next yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it, that's something that obviously will come in time too, but it's something I just wasn't really prepared for necessarily. Um, Cause again, how can you prepare for that? Cause some lessons go long, some go short. It, nothing ever goes perfect. That was driving right. me nuts. Cause I'm just a perfectionist, but as you guys know, I'm sure nothing ever is going to go perfect every day. So yeah, <laughs> being able to adjust um, has been a challenge, but a good challenge so far. It's good so, good to le- learn that lesson early on. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's outstanding. Let's talk a little bit about classroom management. Uh, any challenges that you faced and, and how you've dealt with them or any maybe surprising moments, uh, either positive or negative? Yeah. I And the thing, too, is my, my kids, my students have been just so awesome to me so far, which I don't want to say it caught me off caught me off guard, but it, it was kind of reassuring knowing that they understood that I'm a first year teacher and that there's going to be some hiccups. So them being kind of understanding and um, trusting the process, I always say, just so to speak, and they've been pretty awesome there. Um, I'd say, and I'm sure you guys can attest to this, the biggest thing classroom managed wise has been like phones and like AirPods. I mean, the AirPod is, I've never seen so many kids with AirPods walking around and in class all the freaking time. Um, <laughs> and it's like, being a first year teacher, it's you're you're trying to put your foot down, but then you're like you're trying to ease into it and not be, you know, Mister Strict and and stuff. So that's kind of been a little bit of a challenge. Like guys, just take out your pods for five seconds. There's no way you can listen to music all day. Like there's no way. Right. Um, right. So that's been the that's been the hard thing. But really, all of them have been great. My only issue is one of my classes just doesn't talk enough, which seems crazy. But um, yeah, we all have those, those too. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So it's just getting those phones away. Um, I think it'll be something I'll look forward uh, to kind of making sure I get a better handle of it because it is it is times are changing. So it's does yeah, your building does your building have a, a phone policy? Because we at, at our at the middle school here, we just adopted an away for the day and it's been really, really well. I mean, the kids have done a, a great job with it. But um, I, I'm just curious how the high school, especially the one you're at, how they handle it. So it, yeah, they don't have a school-wide policy, but teachers have their own. Like they got the little phone cubbies and stuff, and they make them put it in there at the beginning. And one, I didn't get, I didn't have a phone cubby. I mean, think about it. And I'm like, ah, you no. know, I, I trust them. Like, I'll, I, we'll go by. And I'm like, <laughs> first mistake. But, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it's for every teacher, and I'll probably be looking into that stuff too. But um, it's definitely a, a challenge, especially with all of them having Chromebooks now. Like it's it's they're surrounded by it. So it's yeah. definitely a good challenge, but yeah. And that's, that's one of those things like, you know, uh, like you said, I'm going to trust them at the beginning of the year and that you gave them that trust and it's hard to pull that back in. Yeah. Whereas like next time around, you might say, you know what, I'm going to have them put them in the cubbies. And then later on, if they earn my trust, maybe they can, they can do that. It's always, it's always easier to do it that way where you kind of rein them in at first and then 
then ease up on them. Yeah, and then I, my mentor teacher over there was like, yeah, what are you doing with phones? I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to ease in. He's like, okay, yeah, just let me, let me know where that goes. Like he, he, was, <laughs> he set me up almost. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. Lesson that learned. Like that sounds like something I'd do. Be like, yeah, just let me know how that one goes for you, yep. buddy. Good yeah. luck, bro. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tyler, you touched on it a little bit, um, you know, the, the the pacing and things like that. But, you know, first year teaching, I remember being a first year teacher. My wife is a first year teacher right now. Lesson planning and prepping those daily lessons. Um, a, how much time like before you got the job were you able, you know, how much, how you know, how much time ahead of time did you have to get things going? How, how do you approach these plans during the year? And was there any strategies or resources that you've particularly used? Yeah. So really we came into school, I think a week before it was like that last week of August or whatever before Labor Day. And really I, I didn't have too much time to like get into our, our stuff that first week. I wish I had more time because um, we didn't really have that much class time. And so I didn't like my classroom wasn't getting set up. I'm trying to get all my stuff in the class. I'm like, wait, I got to teach next week too. Like what is happening? And it was, it was a lot of stuff at first. So like I said earlier, I've been taking it day by day because I just don't know how long they're going to go now with world history. It's good because there's other teachers there and we all keep the same kind of schedule and stuff like that. So we have this kind of sandbox where we put some good resources into, we don't use all the same stuff, but kind of this just sandbox of stuff that we can kind of go off of. And that's been really helpful because again, every teacher does their own thing, right? They're just teaching the same thing, but they do it in their own way. So that's been good sure. um, being on the same pace. Now with psych, it's an intro to psych class and I'm the only teacher that does it. So that was a little more uh, difficult being, okay, well now I have to actually kind of plan out what am I even going to teach and I got to find all this stuff. So I definitely wish going in, I had a little more time to um, focus on getting those lesson plans together and kind of planning ahead. Cause I mean, that first week of school I was going in, we started at eight. I think I was going in at like five 30. I was like, and that was kind of the first week jitters just like, okay, I got to get in and like make sure everything's perfect. But I would definitely say that's been a, the biggest challenge. I think just figuring out how to plan the day. And again, I've been just taking it day by day. You know, my wife is a, she's teaching fifth grade at a, at a private school and she's the only one teaching math and social studies. So she's like you with that, with that intro to psych every day. She's like, all right, I got to make my plans for tomorrow. Like, what am I going to do tomorrow? Yep. Right. But I think you, I think you bring up a good point for, for all the veteran teachers that are listening to this too, is like creating that, that sandbox or, or, you know, a common drive type thing where, where the new teachers like Tyler can, can access your documents and things like that, you know, and it's one thing to get some stuff when you're student teaching, but it's another thing to be able to go next door to your, to your colleague and be like, Hey, all right, you know, do you have anything on, on this? Or, you know, I think that's a good, um, a good reminder to, to all of us veteran teachers to that, you know, cause we were in your shoes at one point, Tyler. And so, you know, to be, to be helpful and sharing it, it's okay. You know, cause I, when I started, people were very, they took ownership of all their work. Like, Oh, this is mine. I created it when it's like, but it's about the kids. Yeah. It's not about you. Right. Yep. So that, I, th- right. I think that's a good lesson for, for all of us veteran teachers as well as kind of a reminder. Yeah. Sh- and- share those resources, make them available. And then, you know, give the new teacher some space to like Tyler said, teach it, teach it his own way. And I, like I can uh, relate to the, the psychology thing. When I started teaching, I taught psych my first year and you've got a psych background. I don't, I was straight up social studies and I was, I was one day ahead of the kid, but I was also teaching myself the material one day, then coming up with a lesson. It was, it's, it's a tough experience as a first year teacher. And if like, I don't know, I haven't thought, I haven't reflected on it in such a long time, but now that I am I'm like, wow, it's, 
I, I always try to help new teachers as much as I can for that reason. And one more thing I'll add. Uh, I, th- I think this was your guys' episode a couple weeks ago when you were talking about the AI and stuff like that. I mean, that's been also like chat GPT. I mean, looking stuff up there um, like for lessons, yep. that's been awesome too. And we have, we've had some uh, professional development sessions on AI and stuff. So that's also been kind of a relief because it, it takes one less thing. You kind of like, and it's a great, it's a great resource. So that's kind of taken a little bit of a weight off my shoulder having that other thing, but yeah, um, it's, it's a good, it's good just, tip. Good tip for new Yeah. Teachers. As Justin, Perfect. as Justin said in those episodes, it's like it, it you know, it, it cleans up that white space where you're, you know, you're, you got writer's block so you can type something in and then you can read it and tailor it to your own. And that, that's awesome, Tyler, that you, you've, you're not afraid to use that because it's there, man. And it's, it's not going away either. Right. Well, Tyler, something that, that I've witnessed from you, something I know you are good at, I haven't seen you in the classroom, but I've, I've seen you do it as a coach, uh, is building relationships. Uh, what's some, some advice you have about, you know, establishing connections with kids, building positive relationships? I know being a young teacher, sometimes you can use that to your advantage, uh, you know, being closer to the kids in age and being able to relate, relate to them. Uh, so it, it, reflect on that a little bit. Yeah, like, like you said, I think that's definitely an advantage because, I mean, I'm closer in age to the, some of the kids than I am to most of the teachers in the building. So it's definitely um, an advantage, I would say, um, because they also see you as, okay, he's younger, I can relate to him, that sort of thing. Um, but building those relationships started day one, obviously. Um, and every day I kind of stand outside my door, I greet everybody, with their name, say what's up, what's going on. Um, and before I start class at all, I just ask everyone what's good, what's going on, what, what do we got going on, any events, stuff like that. Um, and typically they'll, they'll share out and I'll be like, oh, okay, cool, good luck, or let me know how it goes the next day. And that kind of, one, shows them that I'm invested in what they're doing because I am, right? And I'm interested to see. I want them to do well in their events and be excited about stuff. And even when they don't have something going on, they're like, well, I guess I'm just going home and sleeping and doing homework. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, why not? <laughs> Fortnite, like, playing sure. Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, and, and doing that is um, good because then they reciprocate too. They know I'm a, a big Lions fan. So they're always, I'm like, all right, like have a good weekend, watch Lions for me. And then they come in Monday, either cheering with me or giving me grief uh, every Monday, yeah. depending on the results. So it's um, been a good year so far. Yeah, it has. So they haven't given me too much grief, but oh man, one Monday they're let one Monday against uh, when they lost the Bears, they're letting me have it, and I'm like, ah. but that's that's the fun part, you know, building those relationships and making them uh, have that trust in you and want to come to class um, and making it fun for them. Because again, if they're having fun and they want to be there, they're going to learn. So building those relationships has been awesome so far. Amazing. That's kind of how you know that's. Joe, you and I, I mean, we even had a whole episode about that, building those relationships. And that's what I always thought, like, if a kid knows you care, they're going to they're gonna try a little bit extra hard just for you because they don't want to disappoint you. They know you're there for them, Tyler. And I, I'm, sure, I'm sure you've had lots of teachers in your career who have built great relationships with you and some that probably were more just like that robotic teacher. And I can tell just listening to you talk the, the, the type of teacher you are and want to be. So that, that's awesome that that, you know, you're, you're taking that extra time to get to know the kids. Cause that goes a long, long way. Yeah. Let's, let's jump into reflecting on these challenges here. You know, um, you got anything specific, any specific challenges you have faced during, um, you know, this first year and how did you address it? Maybe, you know, what did you learn from it? You know, obviously don't give us too many, too many details, but, you know, share some challenges and looking back, is there anything you wish you would have done differently? <sighs> Man, <clears throat> I, 
I, you know, and one thing that college really doesn't prepare for you for either is what happens when someone cheats. I had my first kind of, yeah, I had my first kind of cheating issue a couple weeks ago and that kind of like caught me back. I'm like, oh, I'm not really prepared to handle this. I don't know what the, the, what to do. And so that was um, a pretty big challenge because again, you don't want to be the, the, the mean guy, give him a zero and all that. So um, that was definitely um, kind of a challenge. And obviously we kind of addressed it and went through the whole thing and policy or whatever. And I think with building those relationships, it ended up making this kind of challenge a little easier because they obviously felt kind of disappointed and I was disappointed. And so yep. when we kind of had that mutual, just like, you know, we were able to kind of get past it, you know, no hard feelings, but, you know, let's be better. Um, and kind of having that understanding, I think, was it was tough. It was a tough conversation to have because that's not a conversation you want to have. It's uncomfortable. Um, right. But again, I think um, – just nippy in the bud. It was pretty good. Um, and there hasn't been an issue since and we've, we've been all good. So I think, um, definitely I wish colleges would go, have a, maybe just a, a unit on how to handle cheating or what to do and all that stuff. Cause again, I was just like, I was like, man, like I, you do all this work to make different versions and make a good test. And then it's just like, they cheat anyway. I'm like, man, right. so disheartening, yeah. but yeah, no, that's that's a good story, and it's good to turn a, a negative situation like a student getting caught cheating into a a lesson learned, and and you know hopefully you like you said the kid learned his lesson and won't do that again. Um, so we're gonna you know s- start to wind down a little bit and wrap up, but uh, of course that was a challenge. Let's hear some of the positives. Uh, what are some uh, you know a moment or uh, some type of achievement that you made that you know, brought you some satisfaction this year or maybe brought you some pride this year? Definitely. Uh, the first month or so was super stressful. Um, cause you know, you're, you're brand new and I was still coaching football. So like my days are just busy and they're long. Um, and so kids pick up on that stuff too. They know when you're a little, I don't know what it is, but they just know. And they just yep. know when you're a little yep. stressed out. Um, and so one of the other teachers, uh, one of my colleagues kind of came in and said, Hey, are you doing good? I said, everyone that comes into my class right after yours, they, they can't stop talking about you. They love your class. They love everything you do. Like they said, you look stressed out, but you're doing a great job. I mean, that was just like, <laughs> I, like I, it felt like a weight was just released. And I was like, okay, like, okay, I need to relax and just trust myself. And cause if the kids are saying that they're enjoying the class, then I, I don't know what I'm worrying about. So that was, that was honestly really, really awesome. Um, and another thing that was cool was two of my psychology students, they're sophomores right now. Um, they weren't really interested in the subjects as much at the start. And then a couple, a month or so into the year, they came up to me and asked if I wanted to be their sponsor for a psychology club. And I'm like, there isn't a psychology club already. They're like, no, no, <laughs> but like taking your class, like it's so fun and you've been teaching it awesome. Like we want you to be the sponsor because like, we, we want now we want to like teach other kids these lessons and i'm like that that was awesome too because at least like you know coming in they weren't insanely interested in it they were kind of and then just again being in that class and just knowing that you're impacting them i mean that that's been awesome because especially as a first year teacher your head's going in a million different directions and kind of just hearing that feedback from students and that they're enjoying the class and that they're having a good time. I mean, that's, that's everything. So that's, that's been two of my favorite achievements, I guess so far that shoot, those would be, those would be my 
successes this year even when you know the kid says they (laughs) enjoy your class i mean tyler that is awesome that you know early on like that the kids are already picking up on those things that that's sweet those positive affirmations are are definitely something that uh that that you know all teachers need to hear not just new teachers but you know hearing that from the kids there's there's no better feeling than that you know as we wrap up tyler any any last like just a piece of advice to any first year teacher or you know someone who might be student teaching listening to this right now based on your experiences what what you know some advice you could give to them i you know i think they've picked up on a lot of good stuff you've offered but what could you offer one last thing yeah i mean i think the biggest thing and i i tell myself this every day like right before i walk in just just trust yourself um, I think going in, like, you're just so wired to like, I, I got to do this. I got to do this. Well, they're doing this. Like, should I be doing that? Like, just, just trust the process and trust yourself. And again, I'm like a perfectionist. So I thought if something's not perfect, it's a day ruined, but that, that's not the case, right? Again, it's, it's how you kind of are flexible, right? Not everything's going to be perfect, but again, if they're learning, they're having a good time, what are you going to do? Right. Just trusting yourself and not getting too overworked. Um, cause again, that first month I was taking a lot of work home. I was coming in early. Right. But again, just take time to yourself and trust yourself and trust your process. One of the biggest, uh, things that I took away from my student teaching, one of my, um, teachers told me was if you got to go to school a little early or stay a little late. Okay. But when you walk out the doors, don't take any of your work home, right? That's your time for yourself. You got to leave time for yourself or you're just going to, you're going to, you're going to burn yourself way too quick. Right. And that, and that's something I kind of got away from a little bit my first month or so, but hearing all those, uh, kind of confirmations that I'm doing. Okay. It's like, okay, I need to take time for myself. So I would say just trust yourself, trust the process. Cause it's going to be a grind, but it's been super awesome. I, I, like I said, I would not cha- trade any single day for anything else. Outstanding. Yeah. Joe, before we wrap up, can I add one thing? Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, so I just wanted to share this with you. We did a uh, activity today in our seminar class, and it was about what brings you joy. And I just said, you know, mine was watching my kids play sports. But you know what, man, just listening to you talk and thinking about what ten years ago you were sitting in my in my room B eleven, you were sitting in Rohrhoff's room B nine, um, and, and now we're here listening to you share all this great advice. This truly brings me joy to to. You know, I always knew you were going to be successful in whatever you wanted to do, Tyler, but to be able to call you a colleague and, and know that the profession is in good hands with, with someone like you and listening to you talk. And I can, I've, I've watched you coach. I was, I came to a couple of the football games, so I've seen you interact with your athletes. Um, and I know Joe's, Joe's coached with you. Uh, this has brought me truly joy. I'm so proud, uh, of you, Tyler, for, for the teacher you're becoming. And I know the teacher you're going to be, you know, in the future. So, you know, hopefully in, uh, you know, 10 years, kids come back and they say, you know, I wanted to be a teacher starting my junior year when I had you for world history or something like yep. that. So hopefully you, you, you know, kids reciprocate that and you know, you won't know those things until 10 years down the road, right? Like Joe and I would have never guessed that you, in eighth grade, you decided you wanted to be a teacher, but, yep. um, I'm sure it was because of, of Mr. Chabot or something like that, but, uh, you know, <laughs> he's a social studies teacher. It was oh, because that's true. of his eighth grade social studies teacher. <laughs> but, but Tyler, this yeah. is just bad. This has brought me joy. Like if I, I mean, just listening to you talk, I'm just, I just could sit here and listen to you talk forever, man. This was awesome. Yeah. Like, like I said, it's, it's been those teachers I've had coming up, like having both you guys, I mean, countless others. It's, I, I felt the need to kind of give back because what, you guys did for me. I mean, it was awesome. I wouldn't be in this position at all if I didn't have you guys or any of these other teachers growing up. So, I mean, it's it's a 
awesome job to have. And it's, I, again, wouldn't trade a single day of it for the world. So again, thank you guys for, um, being my teacher way back when 10 years ago makes me feel old. Yeah, Tyler, you are old, man. Jeez. (laughs) Oh man. I, uh, uh, yeah, Tyler, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I, I just want to echo a little bit what Jeff said, because I was he, he kind of stole a lot of what I was going to say. But um, I, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of everything that you're doing. And it is so refreshing that I mean, we've talked on this show before about the teacher shortage, but it's so nice that to know that there are still uh, still teachers like you that are coming up to, to fill the ranks. It, it is so refreshing. So thank you so much for coming on today and, and being the person and the teacher that you are. No, thank you guys for having me. This was super awesome. So I appreciate uh, everything you guys are doing. This podcast has been great. So keep doing what you're doing. This is awesome. awesome. All right. Well, uh, th- thanks Tyler for coming on. Then that's going to uh, put a bow on this episode. Please do us a favor. Like us, give us a like on Spotify. Find us on Instagram, Beyond Standards Teaching. Uh, We're under the same name on Facebook. Again, we're just really trying to build the community out there. Share this with another teacher um, and help us. Help help us build this into the community that we want it to be. And uh, it is holiday uh, Christmas break right now. We're taking two weeks off. Uh, We've always talked about the importance of kind of spending time with family and, and doing the things that you need to do so you're ready with the kids. And uh, for, for Jeff and I, that means uh, we talked about it. And that, that means for us taking a couple weeks off from the podcast as well. Um, we are going to come back rested, rejuvenated in the new year. And we've got our next episode planned. We're going to do a, a teacher spotlight again. We're going to you know, find a, a teacher that has uh, inspired someone and have them kind of share about that teacher. And uh, that episode will be back. Uh, we'll be out on January 15th. So we're taking a couple weeks off. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, all that. This is Joe and Jeff signing off, reminding you to keep going above and beyond those standards because you may not make a lot of money, but you do make a difference.